all the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things. Happy Monday, friends, and welcome back to All the Good Thing Pod. Good Things Podcast. <laughs> Uh, surprise we only have one good thing for you today no we're all the good things podcast because we always bring to you multiple good things every single monday <laughs> i'm your host esme and i'm your other host melissa and we are super stoked to be here today if you're new we always have a practice of kicking off our episodes with good things happening in our own lives so melissa what's a good thing going on with you I'm so excited because this is the first time you're hearing this, and I did it specifically because the podcast is recording right now. <clears throat> Massive drum roll, please. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm getting a puppy. <gasps> Melissa! I know! Are you serious? I'm so Wait, excited. Wait, no, yes. stop. <gasps> it's, really? It's my gift from what? my husband, Oliver, for Valentine's Day. Uh, and he's got me a sheep a doodle. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So oh my goodness. I'm so excited and I Tell fly to more. Michigan next Wednesday to go pick him up. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh. I know I'm literally gonna sit on a plane for like 10 hours in one day, like purely going there to pick up my pup and then I'm coming back home. Wait, tell the story. What? Okay. So Oliver has wanted a dog for a very long long time and I was actually kind of like the skeptical one I was kind of like putting it off because I was like that's a huge commitment and I did have a dog growing up with my family so I know that they require lots of time and energy and I want to be like an awesome dog mom like Esme you're an amazing dog mom so I was like I want to be that level of committed and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do that like living in an apartment and then at the time having a full-time job but all my neighbors in Huntington Beach, like all my friends, including Esme, they all have dogs and I've been watching them like live their lives and still be able to actually have time for their pet. So I told Oliver, I said, okay, if you really want a dog, if you find one that's hypoallergenic that you're not going to freaking blow up on me with because I don't want you getting rashes, then I will let you have a dog. And sure enough, He's been searching like every day since I said that and he found one and then he surprised me with it uh, just a couple days ago. Ah! That almost sounds like this is more of a Valentine's Day gift to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I think so, but I'm equally stoked because it's a Valentine's Day gift for us. I love it. And now I don't have to get him anything. So like I'm just going to contribute to the dog and that will be his gift. What's a sheeper doodle? Is it like a shepherd golden doodle? It's a it's an English sheepdog, so like the ones that look like shaggy. <gasps> Is that the one in Ariel in The Little Mermaid? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like it. Ariel's dog, like well, Prince Eric's dog mixed with a poodle. It's gonna be so fluffy. He's so it's be gonna be so, big. It's gonna be big. And smart. But Oliver runs like he's so running for smart. An ultra, so he's gonna run a lot with his dog. So don't worry, everyone. He will get proper exercise. Oh yeah, Ollie's got that in the bag. 
<laughs> yeah, so his name's going to be Maverick. Oh, this is the best news ever. Thank you. We can like go on Maverick dog and dates Goose? together. Yeah, like uh, all top of gun? Top Gun. Oh, yeah. And our dog is uh, jet black and like with a little white beard. He looks like a little grandpa. Oh, he's a black and doggy. He's a black one and he's super fluffy um, and he just looks like a maverick. So shout out to our neighbor, Lindsay, for giving us that name idea. We love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait until Maverick can meet Bear at the dog park or at the beach. Yes. And you live close to the dog beach, so it's perfect. I do. So come down anytime. Totally come well, yeah. to Bear loves the beach. Yes. Oh my, how do I follow that up, man? I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So good. I'm so excited because <sighs> I got to see your reaction via FaceTime too. Yeah, that was super, super 100% genuine. The only other thing is I probably would have sworn or like let a couple <laughs> F-bombs drop, but I was trying to keep it PG. <laughs> wonderful job, wonderful job. Thanks. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So I'm sure you'll be an amazing dog mom and dad duo. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate you. So girl, tell me your good thing. I know it's going to be awesome too. Don't you worry. <laughs> My good thing is that I've been recently living out my influencer dreams. That's a joke. It's not. It's, I'm no way you've near been, you've been doing an influencer. Um, not at all. I'm so far from that. But I did get to become an ambassador for a new uh, activewear company called Aurora Athletics. And it happened mm-hmm. so organically, so genuinely. The It's owned by two incredible woman one of whom is named Myra and she took teacher training with us sculpt training with us so I just knew her as a wonderful human being and a yoga student and she recently launched this brand called Aurora Athletics and they're incredible because they have a really deep passion for ethical clothing and sustainability so they're fair trade certified they make all of their items from like recycled fishnets that have been taken out of the ocean and uh, they make sure all of their products come in recyclable packaging or compostable bags. So it's really, really awesome. And I bought a set from her just because I wanted to support her business and I loved it so much and I reached out to her and said, if there's anything else I can do to support you, let me know. And then she invited me to be an ambassador and it's the first time I've ever had a code at a company with my name in it. So (laughs) if you want to check it out, Aurora Athletics, get 10% off with the code ESME10 and know that you are purchasing something that's made with a lot of love, supports a small business, supports women, supports the environment, the earth, and uh, yeah, you can't go wrong. Super well-rounded. Alrighty, those are some really good things. I think yours takes the cake by far. <laughs> uh, so congrats on your new puppy, and would you like Thank to kick you. us off with a mini story? So this is our little things episode. We've got a bunch of short good stories for you. Yes, I'm so excited to keep up the theme of love for my stories today. Um, In honor of Valentine's Day, which I actually Googled the history of Valentine's Day, and it comes from pretty dark origins, just saying. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, look up Roman history. But how it's been romanticized through Shakespeare and other English aristocrats, as we know it today, 
is the kind of love story that I'll be talking about today. And we're a good podcast, so you can get all the bad news and bad rabbit holes anywhere else. Absolutely. We're a source of good, and our, we're just here to make it more accessible. So great call with that, Melissa. <laughs> I'm curious exactly. though now. I want to go Google it. I know. I, I made you guys curious on purpose, but don't worry. The stories I'm going to tell you are worth it. So... This first one I want to talk about is a love story between Amanda and her husband. So Amanda wrote in to planetofsuccess.com. That's where I found this story. And this is a real life story. All of these are real life stories. But this one in particular highlights the power of eternal love. So it was one day at work and Amanda received a beautiful flower bouquet from her husband who was away on a two-week business trip. In the bouquet, she found a short little note from her husband that read, My love for you will last until the day the last flower in this bouquet dies. She counted 11 flowers, so she wasn't sure what to make of this and immediately went home to water her flowers and care for them. And she was also calling her husband asking him to explain what the note meant. And he responded that you will see when the last flower dies. This is very ominous. (laughs) It sounds kind of ominous. I promise it's a good ending. So she was like, are you kidding me? And then they would just like, he's like, please, like for me, just leave it and let's like talk about other things. Like I'm just really happy to be your husband. Like really cute things that she's like, okay, it must be something serious. So I'm not going to pressure him into sharing more if he doesn't want to. So she tended to the flowers every day and every day the flowers got a little less beautiful. They started to wilt until one by one they started to die. Then one day she realized all of the flowers were dead except for one. And this was the day she realized her husband placed one artificial flower that would last forever in the bouquet so that his love would be eternal. Sneaky. And then he came back from his business trip and she was like, you got me good. But that was so cute. (laughs) Aw, that's a great story, Melissa. I love it so much. (laughs) Thanks. And if all you men out there are listening, isn't that a cute thing to do? Kind of scary, but also cute. So just put it out there in case you need ideas. It's like a slow burn. <laughs> exactly. All right, Esme, your good story. Um, Alrighty, friends. My good story is really wholesome. It's coming to you from a TikTok account called That Gay Doctor. And he has been blowing up pretty recently just for his really wholesome and inclusive approach to medicine. And he's been sharing and documenting that on his TikTok. So the one I'm going to share with you today is how he approaches all of the WebMD people who come in having pre-Googled their symptoms, which to most doctors I think would come across as something slightly annoying, right? Like I have the skills here, I have the knowledge here, don't go Googling down a rabbit hole of your symptoms because, you know, you're, everyone's going to end with cancer and, and death somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has a totally, totally different, really wholesome approach. 
And he says that actually one of his favorite questions to ask his patients is, what do you think is wrong and what do you think the diagnosis might be? And here's his explanation and his exact words from the TikTok. He says, if you are a Googler and you have a certain idea in your head about what might be wrong, I want to know that. The reason I want to know that is because it might be accurate and it might be something I didn't consider. I also probably know a decent amount about that topic and I can tell you what tests we have to order to either rule that in or rule it out. Mm. And he goes on a little bit further to say that it's really important that when people and patients especially come to their healthcare provider with concerns that those concerns are heard. So I just think it's one of the most polite, respectful, and inclusive ways that you could ever ask that question or interact with a patient. And one person even responded to him just applauding that approach and said, this is such a beautiful example of how you can recognize that everyone is an expert of their own experience. And I mm. thought even that response to his TikTok was such a eloquent way to say it. Like, yes, that is true. We are experts of our own experiences and our own realities. And this doctor isn't here to shut them down just because you went to Google. He's here to listen to them and help walk you through why they might be right or wrong. And it was just so excellent. I had to share. Oh, I love that. Super awesome. We appreciate wholesome things like that. All right. For my second little thing, this one is about the love between a father and son. And you guys might have seen this video as it did happen some years ago, but it is still one worth remembering or checking out if you haven't heard of it. So this story is about Derek Redman, and he is a sprinter. And he has prepped his whole life to be in the Olympics. And guess what? He actually got there. In 1992, he got a chance to compete at the Olympic Games in Barcelona. And he actually... Yeah, Barcelona. And he actually made it all the way to the semifinal race. He was doing astounding Unfortunately for Derek, in the middle of his semi-final race, he suffered a debilitating hamstring injury while he was running that caused him to just curl down on the floor and basically his dreams were crushed right there in that moment as the other racers continued on. However, instead of staying down and just crying and giving up, Derek found it in him to want to finish the race, and he found himself determined to stand back up and cross that finish line, no matter what kind of pain he was experiencing. So we see Derek in this video. You can find it on NBC Sports or just on YouTube if you search up his name. You can watch Derek have the courage to get back up on his feet, quite literally limp his way across the track, And you see him start to almost stop because he's in that much pain. He's crying. His face is hurting. And all of a sudden, you see his dad running through security, making his way down to the track. 
and running up next to his son and taking his son's arm and putting it around his shoulder and helping his son cross all the way over the finish line while his son is just like making his way, crying, feeling the pain. His dad was like, you're going to get there, son. And it's just such a beautiful thing to witness that kind of love. And you will for sure cry when you watch the video. And though I wasn't there in 1992 to watch this in action, on the video, people who were there in the comments said that he received the greatest applause out of the entire games that year because they all were amazed by the act of love his father had and amazed by the courage, determination, and tenacity Derek had to complete his race. Oh my, I just got goosebumps everywhere. I want to watch that. We'll for sure share it on our All the Good Things podcast because it's just so inspiring. Yes, follow us at All the Good Things podcast on Instagram for some premium content, some visual content to supplement and complement our luscious voices for you on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Um, My next little good story is coming to you from Matt Labrie, who listens to our podcast. He's also a really good friend of mine, and his birthday was recently. So happy belated birthday, Matt. And um, we did a book swap, I want to say like two years ago, back in college, where we both (laughs) were like, here's a book we think you would like, and swapped them with each other, and we just haven't returned them back yet. And Matt did a great job with the book swap. He totally read the book. I gave him cover to cover within a very normal amount of time. I started the book that he gave me, which is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Manson. (laughs) By Mark Manson. (laughs) (laughs) And was kind of turned off right away because it was very cynical and uh, just like intense language right right off the bat and I kind of just felt like it wasn't for me but I recently decided to pick up the book again and give it a a better shot and just commit to reading it cover to cover because I think that's just a really intentional writing style and the content is actually really really good and it's a probably a writing style that would you know resonate with a lot of people just I'm all about good language and (laughs) and good things so it didn't really seem like something I wanted to pick up at the time So two years later, I finally decided to pick this book up today and start reading it again with some real commitment and gusto. And it's just so cute because Matt wrote all of these little thoughts on the margins of the pages. And I just, I wanted to share some with you because they're really great. Um, So there's this one section about happiness and how pain is necessary and problems are necessary for sustainable happiness and matt wrote in the margin sunny days wouldn't be special if it weren't for cloudy days and you must be unhappy at times to maintain to maintain happiness (laughs) (laughs) um there's another i'm gonna read a paragraph here and this is one of my favorite margin notes from matt but the paragraph has to come first so this is from the subtle art of not giving a fuck by mark manson 
This premise, though, is the problem. Happiness is not a solvable equation. Dissatisfaction and unease are inherent parts of human nature and, as we'll see, necessary components to creating consistent happiness. The Buddha argued this from a theological and philosophical perspective. I will make the same argument in this chapter, but I will make it from a biological perspective and with pandas. And then there's a little arrow that Matt wrote to the words, hell yeah, I love pandas. <laughs> <laughs> like all the whole thing. I love pandas. <laughs> oh yeah. It's totally full of just really fantastic um, little notes by Matt. And they're honestly more entertaining than the book. Um, like one of them, the book says, physical pain is a product of our own nervous system. And Matt just goes, science with an exclamation mark <laughs> uh another thing that wrote was i feel you mark i love solving problems and another part where he said aha i was right <laughs> so it's just fun Aww. because i feel like i'm not reading the book alone i feel like i'm also reading it with matt as well and uh i just wanted to shout him out because it's his birthday he is a great friend and i am fully committed to reading this book so yeah yes shout that out is, to pandas I, I enjoyed that book yeah matt can you just do that to every book you read and then swap it with us because <laughs> that sounds awesome like i would love to read a book with those kind of annotations oh it's the best 20 out of 10 would recommend matt start a business just read books write in the notes and then resell them for like five dollars yeah. more boom boom, boom crushed it. all right <laughs> take us away with your last little good story melissa i'm stoked to hear it all right, so I got this story from motivationgrid.com, and it's also a real story sent in by the woman, the protagonist herself. Cool. Yes, so Susan was in a 20-year marriage with her husband, Tim, and they have two beautiful children, a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. However, Susan was very unhappy in her relationship and she says that she and Tim were headed for divorce and it wasn't anything super pivotal that made them decide to go this way however it was a lot of constant fights about little things where they felt that they were stressed about whose job was more important or who was working harder who was more invested as being a parent and they were tired of wondering what was missing from each other they were tired of wondering why they had grown distant. However, things changed for them after one incredible trip to Italy. Now, Tim worked for a radio station, and it was his job and his wife's job to take a bunch of his clients to Italy to show them a good time, and they were in charge of organizing the entire tour. So Susan, being a good wife at the time, was just like, okay, I'm going to give them the trip of their lives and organized everything, bought tickets for everything, gave them a trip to remember. However, one day, there was a day where there was nothing on the list, no agenda, and Susan said she woke up before Tim and she stared out at the windows and she saw beautiful Florence, the beautiful Italian Riviera in her view, and she just felt this calm sense of serenity and beauty and overwhelming sensation of happiness and Tim woke up and they both went and sat outside and she's like look at this view and he was like 
I was going to say everything you just said. Like, I feel all the senses here too. So he said, hey, do you want to do something with me today? And they went and they explored all of Italy together. They mindlessly wandered down cobblestone streets. They ate some yummy gelato. They laid at the pool. And while they were lying at the pool, Tim looked over at Susan and said, hey, I think I could really live here. And he looked over at Susan and she was like, what? Like, no, we can't. We have kids. And like, we can't just get up and like quit our jobs and move here. That's ridiculous. But she said something in her heart was telling her that maybe this is what they needed. They needed to get out of their old lifestyle. So she yelled to the pool guy, hey, is there an American international school nearby? And the pool guy was like, yeah, actually really close to here. And it turns out that that's all she needed to feel confident to move her kids with her to Italy. So she and Tim decided right there and then that they were going to go home. They resigned from their jobs. They sold their house and used the profit to go live in Italy. And their kids were stoked to go live in Italy. So they all went there and she said she had told her marriage therapist what they were doing. And her marriage therapist was like, this seems like avoidance at best. (laughs) Like a grand scheme of avoidance. And she was like... It might seem like that to people, and that was what proved my point even more, that we had to do this for our own family. And as soon as we did, as soon as we went to Italy, we found each other again. We found that love. We found that spark. We found that that trip to Italy was a journey of the soul, where we needed to be reminded of that. And now they're happily still married, and they're happily in Italy. That's so wholesome. And I think... I. Like avoidance, maybe, but also a lot of times what you need is just a refresh button. And you can do that in a lot of ways. Like sometimes you can get that with something as simple as a yoga class or a walk outside or a mini girls weekend. But maybe they just needed a really, really big refresh button. And I'm happy it <laughs> I'm happy it worked out. Yes. For them. Last thing that I want to say about this story, though, in particular is I feel like there's a lot of us who sometimes are afraid to take risks like that because it's not a normal thing in society or because we feel like we may be avoiding another problem. But there's also moments when trusting your gut intuition like that, if it's telling you to do something, can be super beneficial and pay off tenfold if you listen to it. That's so amazing. And... uh I just need to do a little anecdote off of that because it fits too well. I One of my good things a little while back was that I was able to guide a meditation on Core Power Yoga's Instagram and it went really well and I'm so proud of how it turned out and the whole topic of the meditation was believe in yourself and I had this whole section where I talked about how in those moments when we can't fully let go of our fear and our doubt, that's okay. Instead, ask them to become your friend and just recognize that they're there for good reasons. Like fear and doubt exist to help you survive, to help protect you, to help keep you safe. Those are incredible things that you absolutely need, but you're not just here to survive, you're here to thrive. And so I said, 
you know, allow fear to walk beside you without letting it define you and reach out to its hand so you can hold it without letting it hold you back. And um, I love that. Thanks. I was inspired by our poet, Amanda Gorman. I think I was like prepping for it right after one of our <laughs> our episode recordings. I was like, how can I make this sound really eloquent? So uh, I'm happy with it. And I just wanted to share share a little tidbit of it with you. So um, thank you, Melissa, for that lovely story. And uh, you're welcome. Thank you for that beautiful, eloquent poem that you just whipped out. It was a guided meditation, but it was tried to be a little bit more uh, vinyasa with my language. Much (laughs) vinyasa. vinyasa. Much vinyasa. Um, That just means you said something really well if you're new. Much vinyasa. Um, Alrighty, I'll wrap this little things episode up. I've got one more short good story for you. And this story starts in Suwannee, Georgia, with a FedEx driver named Mikhail Farrar. And he was just, you know, minding his own business, driving his FedEx truck, making the deliveries of all the boxes. And he looks out his rear view mirror and he sees this tiny kid running after his truck, trying to wave him down. So he stops and he's like, hey kid, what's up? What do you need? (laughs) And the kid's like, I need you to mail something for me. Um, And in his mind, Mikhail's like, well, that's not really how the mail works. But sure, I got you, kid. So he's like, what do you need? And this kid hands him a super old skateboard. And he was like, all right, get this to Tony Hawk for me. Tell him it's from Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just super matter of fact, like, I got the mailman. This is how it works. And his mom was standing kind of nearby and just like waves and, you know, winks up. Mikhail says, oh, yeah, make sure it gets into, make sure you get it to Tony Hawk. <laughs> Just kind of skeptical and, you know, let's uh, adult code um, make him think that he got it to Tony Hawk. And Mikhail was actually really inspired to try to get it to Tony Hawk. He obviously didn't have his address because he's a hardcore celebrity, Uh, But he took this predicament to TikTok instead and shared the story on his TikTok saying, hey, hopefully Tony Hawk can see this. Maybe he'll leave Cooper a video and I can show Cooper the video on my route back. A day later, like a single day later, Tony Hawk hops on with a video that says, hey, Cooper, what up? It's Tony Hawk. (laughs) Your skateboard is on its way to me right now. And as a thank you, I'm going to send you this one that I'm skating on right here. And so he signed it to Cooper from Tony Hawk and it's going to get to Cooper. And um, right after that happened, Mikhail, the FedEx driver and Cooper posted a thank you video just saying how awesome it was for Tony Hawk, who is such a big name, to take time out of his life and schedule to accept this super janky skateboard from a young kid in Georgia and send him one back and Mikhail the FedEx driver said Tony Hawk just gained a ton of respect from him and honestly from me too so great job Tony Hawk and great job Mikhail for not just throwing that away and pretending like it happened but for actually just putting it out into the universe and being open to receiving what it was going to give and it delivered hardcore so that's, that's my awesome. story i love that we killed the stories today these are i know great. this was a great little things so episode. motivational 
Um, well, friends, we are so lucky and thankful to have you all as listeners. We appreciate you. We want to hear more good stories from you. You can absolutely be featured on our podcast. So please reach out to us at allthegoodthingspodcast.com. Like us, rate us, subscribe to us. And if you smiled at least once today, imagine how many more people you could make smile if you just texted this episode to your friends right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, do it already. <laughs> I'm Esme. We got Melissa here and soon to be dog mom of Maverick. Maverick. Have a great Monday and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, friends. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care. All the good things we share All the good